All right, all right. It's been a while, but welcome back to uh, another edition of True Story Bro. Uh, I'm your host, John Krause, and I've got today a really cool guest. His name is Matt Rhoda, and he is all about faith, family, fitness, and fun. Uh, he's out of Lancaster, and I'm probably it's probably called you, you say it differently in PA, but I say we Lancaster. Love, yeah. He calls it something different. He's a Pennsylvania dude, a patriot, a, a great that? guy, and um, he's got he's a husband, and he's got a couple girls. So we're just going to yep. jam out and just kind of chat about kind of what what his journey's been through, you know, from from upbringing to where he's at now, what journeys and what what kind of things he's overcome because I think it's going to resonate um with a lot of people so without further ado matt why don't you just give us a little bit of uh who you are and what you're about and we'll just start there awesome yeah thanks john definitely so like you said i kind of summarize my life in those four words family faith fitness and fun um inside of each one of those words there's obviously a lot of different dimensions to what each one of those means to me but that pretty much sums it up man i love my family very family oriented um, faith driven, believe in the higher power and that with bigger purpose type of stuff. Um, fitness is a big part of my life. So I'm, I mean, I call myself an endurance athlete. I like to run ultra marathons, lift weights, kind of do all that stuff. Um, and then fun. I mean, that's, to me, that's just what life's all about. Like you got to have fun in your work. You got to have fun in relationships. You got to have fun just doing what you do. So I, I enjoy life. Um, I'm sure we'll dig into it. I had a really good yeah. upbringing. Um, went off the beaten path, high school into college, made a ton of mistakes, got in trouble with the law, um, and then found my way back into the straight and narrow, healthy path once I met my wife uh, four or five years ago, and she gave me the ultimatum of like, it's That's me a cool or, story it's too. Me or that. So yeah, yep, I love so that. we'll get into that. I love that. I love that. So so, so you're, you're out in PA. What's, what's cooking in Pennsylvania these days? Oh man, not much. When I went to college from what everyone else's perspective on Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, it's Amish. So I yes, went to college okay. and people are like, where are you from? I'm like, Lancaster, PA. And they're like, oh, so you're Amish. I'm like, no, I'm not Amish. But like, right. you know, if you drive 20 minutes east, you get into the Amish world and you'll pass horse and buggies. And even just driving down our streets, occasionally you'll see the horse and buggy. So nice. that's one thing that people are always kind of like, there's that's real life like that exists I'm like yeah, that exists. <laughs> um, but yeah it's cold right now middle of winter so it's yeah. it's not easy getting outside and doing the 45 minute workouts you know five six days a week but you do hey, it man. good yeah. for you good for you yeah it's uh it is cold i'm up in connecticut so okay. uh this morning i hit a 30 minute skate outside of my outdoor rink so uh got got yep. my heart, heart pumping in the cold and tomorrow it's going to be even colder so uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the lungs screaming a little bit at me i know um, yeah we had, i went for a run yesterday with my buddy it was 30 degrees out and we were like it's kind of like summer right now yeah. today was like 15 and last yeah. week was like seven so it was like 30 oh, yeah. like it's nice so. yeah i think tomorrow is going to be one of those single digit yeah. guys i think <laughs> yep. i think but yeah. uh yeah it's funny you mentioned the amish um i never really experienced it but my aunt moved way up to like upstate new york it's on the border of um it's on the border of uh, vermont a little town called, town called Granville, New York. And uh, there's Amish up there. Like there was yeah. some yep. dude in a horse and buggy going down their road. And I'm like, that's great. Cause <laughs> I've never been to your neck of the woods either. So I've never seen yep. it. And it was just like, wow, that's really crazy. cool. Yeah. yeah that's really yep. cool. It's crazy. So, um, all right. So let's just get into it. So again, the, the premise of my, my podcast is, is sharing, um, you know, people's journeys. And, and you mentioned, you know, you're, you believe in a higher power. So do I, I know God is with us. I know God drives us. He's got the map. We just have to follow the map. We often get that top on the shoulder, like, hey, I'm here. 
And throughout life, I, I believe that, you know, um, every, every one of us gets that tap on the shoulder. And sometimes mm -hmm. we listen, sometimes we don't. So um, why don't you, you said you had a really great upbringing. Why don't we start there? Like, you know, what was, uh, yeah. what was that all about? What was mom and dad like? What was high school, uh, you know, yep. grade school, all that stuff? Yeah, so we had the traditional, like, American family upbringing. Mom and dad loved each other. Um, I have a brother, younger brother, two older sisters. So I had, you know, three siblings. Um, went to a local private school, went to a Catholic high school. Um, dad was always at our sporting events. Mom was, you know, always there to support us, family dinners around the dinner table every night. Um, I really like now that I have a family of my own and I'm a dad, like I and back then I kind of appreciate it, but you don't fully appreciate it as a kid. Like it's yeah. either that's normal or it's not normal. So for me, that was just that's life. So like I didn't really have a perspective of appreciation at that point. But mm. now that I'm older and I see like, you know, the family in some ways disintegrating like in society. I'm like, thank God I was raised like that because that yeah. gave me the foundation of now how I want to raise my family. So, you know, we middle-class average middle-class family, like, mm -hmm. you know, went on the vacation to the beach once a year and like did that kind of stuff, didn't have excess money, but we always had enough. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I just, I feel like I was super fortunate from that perspective. Sure. Um, you know, I had friends who were going to Disney world all the time. I've never been to Disney world <laughs> back then. It was like, what, you get to go to Disney world. Yeah. Like you're rich. And like, you yeah. know, yeah. I didn't really care. I was just like, that's kind of cool. But yeah. yeah. So that was, that was like my general, like my general memories of growing up. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of like activities and stuff, I, and I think kind of the premise of what my story is here on this podcast is I was always into sports. So yeah. from like second or third grade on, you know, I was the captain of our basketball team. I was a pitcher for our baseball team. I was mm -hmm. always playing like, you know, if I was in third grade, I was playing with the fourth and fifth graders. I was yep. always on the traveling team. So yep. I was just gifted naturally with like talent to play sports, baseball mm -hmm. and basketball specifically. Sure. Um, and I just love sports. Like, you know, go to school, come home, throw the book bag in the driveway and like grab the basketball, shoot hoops with my buddies in the neighborhood. Yeah, man. Uh, that, but that's how it was back then yeah, too, though. Yep. Like right now, I mean, if kids, I mean, I've got like, I've got four kids and, you know, yes, they pay, play organized sports. Dude, I yep. have a rink in the backyard and I have a whole entire plate. Like my dream backyard is in yep. my backyard, right? Like, like you and it, it seems like if you and I grew up in this backyard where yeah. I have a whole surface to play roller hockey in or basketball mm -hmm. or soccer or whatever, like I would be literally, I would be there Constantly. every single day. There's no yeah. map, but, but it's not and your parents would be like, you have to come in. You'd be like, I'm not coming in. Like, yeah. it's not dark. Like you yeah. can't make Put me the come lights in. on. Yeah. Let's go. Yep, that's exactly how <laughs> yep. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yep. So yeah, I mean, my, our backyard was a nice big flat backyard. So we had the neighborhood football games where like, you know, all the friends would come over and we'd, you know, flag football up and down. Yep. My dad was always yep. out there tossing a the football with us, home run derbies in the backyard. So mm -hmm. just like everything was driven by sports. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved it. I thrived mm -hmm. in it. It was a, big part of my identity growing up you know grade school especially kind of like that was who I saw myself as was like this all not all-star but kind of like at that age an all-star athlete um and that was cool and I loved it and then I went to high school and had big dreams of like you know varsity basketball and once I got to high school I kind of dropped baseball it just wasn't really I wanted to focus on basketball and kind of that's where my real passion was so freshman year same story um play basketball, starting point guard, you know, one of the top players on the team, sophomore, end of freshman year, then I, I started to hang out with a group of friends who were into smoking weed. Um, so I tried smoking weed for the first time, end of freshman year that summer, 
um, and just enjoyed like the camaraderie of like hanging out with those guys. Um, so that then became, you know, did it a few times that summer school year rolls around. That's my new circle of friends. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of what we do on the weekends. So that became a part of my identity and not surprisingly basketball and sports became less and less of my identity. Um, you know, and the coaches weren't stupid. The coaches knew what kids on the team were, you know, playing by the rules and doing all the right things. And then mm -hmm. they knew which group of kids was, you know, we're not necessarily doing that. We're just kind of getting by with talent. So sophomore year for the first time I, I got benched pretty much and like was not a starter. And that was kind of like, what the heck? Like, you gotta be yeah. kidding me. Um, I actually quit halfway through my sophomore year because it was such a shock to my system. I think of just like, who are you to knock me off my high horse? Cause I still yeah. think talent wise, I was one of the best on the team, but the coaches were just like, if you're not in it, like, I don't care if you have the most talent, like you're not going to set the example that you party on the weekends and you still get the best of both worlds. Like you yeah. choose A or B and I was choosing B unfortunately. Um, so that was sophomore year and then junior year, pretty much like, you know, I should have been playing varsity and I was riding the bench, barely saw any minutes, a sophomore. So a kid a year behind me got my starting spot. And I just, I hated seeing that some younger kid like was coming up on me and taking my spot senior year, same thing, like drugs, you know, and it from sophomore to junior to senior year, the different types of drugs I was doing was expanding as well. So I was just getting more and more down that path. And yeah. less and less down the sports path and just withdrawing from sports and my passion was gone <clears throat> my desire to become anything from that perspective was totally gone and i kind of just like threw in the towel and just like i'm just going to stay on the team because like my some like a big group of my friends are still into it so like mm -hmm. it's kind of like a social thing for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i certainly was not thriving in sports anymore and it was it was like a it was a shock is the best way to put it to my yeah. system because yeah identity was a and then it kind of got muddied water with the drugs and then it just completely did a 180 and I went down a totally wrong path for the remainder of high school yeah so when you kind of went started to go down that path did like that take away like that driving motivation of, of coming home and and hitting the hitting the ball you hitting oh, yeah. the hoop and, and all that stuff yeah yeah and I remember too vividly we would have Saturday morning practices this was sophomore year specifically and we would start the practice by running a three mile loop around a neighborhood near our high school. And the first couple of times we did that, I was just in the middle of the pack, you know, back of the pack, not pushing myself. Like I'll, I'll get to the finish line, whatever. I'll hang out with yeah. a couple of guys in the back. And I remember my coach being like, that's unacceptable. He's like, you're one of the, like the more physically gifted people on the team. Like you need to be at the front of that group, leading that group. And even then I was just like, kind of like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like not, I don't care. So yeah, it, it yeah. totally, completely killed that drive in me for sure and it just was just like from here to here and I yeah. couldn't turn my head around the other way yeah. unfortunately yeah yeah, yeah. so so did, like at that point in time like your mindset was just like you know what I'm fine I could still play and have fun hang out with my friends yep. and then I can also hang out with these dudes and, and yep. have fun on the weekends and I'm just living my life and leave me alone kind of thing yeah pretty much yep, yep. got called yep. a couple times in high school by my parents my mom you know, would find my stash and find my pieces and things like that. And I'd come mm -hmm. home and we had blow up fights and stuff. And it was just kind of like, this is normal. Like, you know, that's, this is now my reality. And like, and I, I say it all the time. And I tell the story all the time. I, I had conversations with my mom because she, I put them through hell through high school for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and looking back I'm like, how dare I have done that? But like at the time right. it's like, everybody's right. doing it. So whatever. Right. Uh, right. But I always told her, I was like, don't give up on me. I said that to her so many times, like, don't give up on me because I think 
I don't know if, if this is the case, but I feel like this is the case. Some people get into drugs and they completely lose themselves in it. Like it's their identity and they don't even know other possibilities are out there. Right. Even though I was developing that identity and going down that path, I still knew I had other identities that were better for me, but I was just choosing this one specific identity. So that's why I would say to my mom, like, don't give up on me. Like, I know I'm being an idiot. I know I'm making a stupid mistake and a ton of mistakes. And I like, I know I should stop, but like, I'm not stopping. So like, none of this makes sense. And like, why am right, I saying right. Yeah, but like yeah. I had that like duality in my mind of like, mm-hmm. you got to do better, but I don't want to do better, but I know I can do better, but I'm going to choose not to do better. So yeah. it was a, just like high school was a very conflicting time for me. Like yeah. I felt I belonged, but I didn't belong. And this was my group, but that was my group. And here's who I was, but that's who I was. And it was just like, yeah, the, yeah they were both like pulling apart, like, yeah, totally. completely polar opposite groups. Like as yep. far as what, what the function and in, in, in your life were. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yep. I get it. I get it, man. Yeah. Like I, I was friends with a bunch of different people in high school, two different groups, um, you know, and, uh, but I, I, I personally can't relate to being like the star athlete. I mean, I was yeah. a decent athlete. I was well-rounded. Um, and I think that a lot of people who are listening, you know, like I think when we first spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week, um, I, I think there's a lot of people that that say that are in school right now and see that athlete that's just the all star and always crushing it and understanding like that it's not all like what you see on the surface isn't always what it really is, you know, yeah. like, you know, the all star athlete isn't always there could be other things going on in their life and other things oh, that yeah. are kind of tearing them apart and bringing them down. So, yep. um, but let's, let's, let's move this on a little bit. Cause I know that you had mentioned, you know, college was like, probably your, your, your thing to your mom was like, it's going to be all right. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to kind of be something anyway, because yeah. you knew you had it in you to do yep. it. So kind of take me down that road. Yeah. So that was kind of the hope. Unfortunately, <laughs> totally not like not what happened. Yep. Um, college was, even darker for me really huh. from that perspective like more drugs different types of drugs was selling drugs got caught selling drugs got kicked out of college um i think that was my sophomore year i got kicked out of college with like a week left in school um and i was just like you know fuck it like yeah i'm just like i'm gonna work i'm gonna find a job like screw college screw everything like i'm just done with it um and i remember the job that i had was painting mobile homes like interiors of mobile homes mm-hmm. and I enjoy painting. I still do like, you know, we need to paint stuff. So I didn't hate the work, but yeah. I just remember going to work for like a couple of weeks and was just like, this can't be the rest of my life. Like, yeah. and it, like, that's not to bash any, any, like anyone right. who has any kind of job, but like at of that course. age, it was just like, this can't be the rest of my life. Like I have all these like possibilities and opportunities and potential. And like, this is all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So I remember sending an email to the Dean of students and said basically to her, like, don't give up on me. Like, I know you probably can't let me back into school because I got caught and you kicked me out. But like, if there's an opportunity for you to let me back into school, like, please do so. I know I screwed up. I will learn my lesson. Um, and I promise you, like, I'll achieve some good things in life. And like, I'll make you proud that like you let me back in. And I represented this college after that. Um, and shockingly, she invited me back for a meeting and I sat down with her for a couple hours and chatted. And I was back in school, you know, the, after that summer for my junior year. So I always say like, I, and that's why I have faith. Like, I think I have guardian angels that are like constantly like right by my side and behind me, like helping me get through life. Cause I made a lot of really bad choices, but things have always worked out for me and I've I've gotten in trouble. And so it's not like butterflies and rainbows, 24, seven, 365, but ultimately things have always worked out for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, 
I kind of lied to her during that meeting because then junior and senior year, same thing. Like I was partying drugs. Like I didn't, I, I learned my lesson, but I didn't change my lifestyle. I just right. hoped I didn't get caught again, which I was fortunate enough not to. Right. right um, yeah. So the running, the running joke in our family is I have two older sisters, younger brother. They all went to college. It took them like five or six years to finish college. And like, none of them got in trouble. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I sold drugs, got kicked out and still finished in four years. And they're like, you're a dick. And I'm like, yeah, kind of <laughs> like, but yeah, college was, and, and college had no sports at all. Like at that point, sports were, was dead to me. I knew yeah. I had no potential of playing sports in college because I completely lost that opportunity in high school with the decisions I was making. So yeah, yeah, college was a rough time too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I want to go back because you had said like things always worked out for me. I mean, but but you didn't give up on yourself. Like you could yeah. have easily been painting in those in those mobile homes and been like, I'll find another job, yeah. you know, um, yeah. you know, but you, 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 re, I think that's, again, I think people need nowadays need to understand they have to take initiative, yeah, even when absolutely. they screw up. Sometimes you got to realize it was you that screwed up, yep. own it and fix it. Do your yep. best to fix it. Like what you did yep. is you reached out to that Dean that booted you and said, Hey, listen, yep you know, granted it was kind of, you know, you're, you're trying to sell it a little bit, which you did yeah. clearly, but if you didn't, ca you cared enough to, to move forward with it and you, yeah. you, you completed it. Yep. So that, that says something about you and who you are in it a lot. I think a lot of that comes down to like, you're like who God made you to be like, yeah. he made you like this athlete, this, this kind of a guy that, that just knows how to work no matter what knows how to work when, when like the, it seems like, Matt, when, when the, the shit hits the fan, you know how to address yep. it. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't even know you yep. that well, but it seems like that's what I'm getting from you is like, whenever things went down, you figured it out. I mean, I, and I kind of re relate to that a little bit too. Like I said, I wasn't like the, the, the all-star kind of high school athlete. I worked all through high school, you know, I made money, mm -hmm. you know, that was my, I chose money. I chose, yep. you know, to drive a car and hang out with my buddies like that. Um, yep. But you know what? I'd always wanted to play in sports. And I'd always been good enough to hang, you know, like skating and hockey with guys in a pond and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and playing baseball and all football. And I was always pretty good athletically, but I never applied myself. You know, I never took it there. So in college, I'm like, they, they need bodies on the lacrosse team. So I was like, I'm going to buy a lacrosse stick. And I did. Yeah. And thankfully, it was like the perfect storm because they needed bodies. I was a big body. Yeah. I was pretty athletic. So I got a long stick for lacrosse and walked onto the lacrosse team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you and I are a lot alike where it's like when we put our mind, it sounds like when we put our mind to something, it's going to get done. I mean, no matter nothing what. Gets, yeah. Nothing you gets know? in the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, but obviously, you know, you've gone through all these things and you know, your faith probably, uh, you know, got you through quite a bit of it here and there, even yeah. though you probably didn't lean on it that much at the time. Yep. Correct. You know? Yeah. And I, to the, to your point too, about that initiative and stuff and, you know, anyone listening who's in any similar situation where they're like, I know I need to, but I'm not going to, or I should, but I won't. I had, I forget exactly how many people, but I had more than a handful of people tell me when I was making the decision to write that letter to the Dean of students, they're like, you're an idiot. Like there's yeah. no way they're going to let you back in. Like you got caught selling drugs on campus and they yeah. kicked you out. Like there's 0% chance you're getting back in. Like they expel kids for like getting caught with beer. Like you were gone. Yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing that and being like, like they might be right. But then it, it, that's just how I'm wired. I'm like, maybe they're wrong. Or like, maybe I'll be the exception. And like, right. sure enough, if you take that chance and roll the dice on yourself and believe in yourself enough and sell it to a certain extent, hopefully, you know, <clears throat> right. it's, it's a more honest sale than I made back then. Um, 
things can work out in your favor. You just, sure. you have to, you have to grab the life and bulls by the horn and persevere and push through the obstacles. Yeah. I think, I think when people, you're going to, you're going to, through life, you're going to encounter challenges, no matter how perfect yep. your life is or how, how bad your life is, you're going to have challenges. And it's really, you have to look inside and say, all right, what, what can I do? And I think there's a lot of people, especially in today's day and age, are, are good at pointing the finger. It, you know, I'm in this situation because this, 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 and this, and they never internalize, say, listen, I have the strength and the power and the fortitude to change my situation. Yep. So what can I do to change the outcome of this situation? And then just try, Yeah. you know, and, and I think that's a big, big deal, especially today that, that I think a lot of people get stuck with is, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are uh, all doom and gloom about, you know, yeah. about government, Everything. about all this stuff, but you know what, all the crap that's going on in the world, it really doesn't affect you on a day-to-day -day yeah, basis. What can you control? Yeah. It doesn't affect you. Who the president is doesn't affect what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm yep. obviously, I'm not really happy with who the president is because I think yep. he's not doing a good job, but yeah. at the end of the day, it really comes down to, does it really affect me on a day-to-day -day basis? Like, does yep. it, does, it doesn't. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah, they're big picture things that could affect a lot of people with with Correct. policy and all that, of course. But, you know, like it just comes down to when, when it hits the fan, you've just got to figure out how to overcome it, period. Yep. You know, yep. whatever's in your strength and your power and your resources. And yep. uh, you totally get that. So tell me. All right. So went through college, um, sold the dean, gets through college, you know, still yep. kind of on that same path. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then I mean, then what happens? Yeah, so my goal in college last two years and then my major and then kind of my minor was I was my whole plan was to become an attorney like I you watch Law and Order and all those shows yeah. growing up and you're like, yeah, I could be in the courtroom and demand respect and like, yeah, people like think, oh, he's successful and I drive yeah. a nice car. So that's the vision I had sold for myself <clears> through <throat> college and kind of approaching the end of college. Um, my buddy after high school went out to San Diego to go to San Diego State University never even thought of going to California. Like I just had my vision of like, here's who I'm, here's who I am. Here's who I'm going to be. Um, I won a poker game in the beginning of my, the summer after I graduated college, won like 350 bucks or 380 bucks. And I was like, I could buy a plane ticket to go visit my friend yeah. in California. Like, that'd be cool. Like, cause without that, I was not able to afford a plane ticket to California. So right. auto plane ticket went out to California. Um, loved it loved every yeah. bit of it like stepped out and like the terminal and like sun was shining and everybody was happy smiling how are you i'm like this is awesome like i love this <laughs> yeah. place i spent a week with him it was just like i could see myself living out here so yeah. i went home and was kind of indecisive about it um i took the lsat to see if i could get into law school because that was my goal and i didn't study for it i didn't prepare it was just kind of like if it, i'm always like if it's meant to be it'll be and like yeah in the class yeah, yeah. so i was like that's not meant to be so i told my mom i was like hey i'm gonna move out to california and just like explore like see what life's all about and yeah you know, she sat me on the end of her bed and she was like matt don't do it and i'm like well i'm gonna do it she's like please don't do it and i'm like that's what i'm gonna do like i've made my mind up i'm going to california i'm gonna work this summer save some money and i'm heading out and she said you're either going to end up dead or in jail. And I was like, cool. Like, thanks for the vote of confidence. Like I'll, I'll check you later. Like I'm going to yeah. go figure it out. But to her, yeah. like her defense. Yeah. The last eight years kind of set the stage for that being a very sure. fair comment and assessment mm -hmm. of where my future was headed. So yeah. I didn't 
I didn't really take it personally. I was like, she, she could be right. Like she might be right. Like, I hope she's not right. But like, you know, right. she has yeah. every right to say that. So yeah. yeah, I worked, I saved, I think 2000 bucks or 1800 bucks that summer, um, packed up my car, drove out to California with my buddy, um, smoked weed across the country, got pulled over for my dumbass friend, not putting a turn signal on. And I was like, here we go. It was New Mexico. I was like, we're going to get arrested. Like before I even get to California and like, luckily by the grace of God, like, you know, he didn't smell anything in the car. Didn't ask us to get out of the car, you know, did his thing, wrote us a ticket. And we were on our way. And I was like, Oh man, like dodge that bullet. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I lived out there for five years. Um, first two years I worked at a student loan consolidation center, just mm -hmm. punching loans into a computer over and over and over again. Um, then they laid us off because they got bought by another company and got rid of the workforce. And I answered it that like, again, gift from God. I'm glad that happened. They gave us two months severance. Um, and I decided I was going to try freelance. So I answered some guys ad list, uh, ad on Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to write, like be a writer. And I've always loved to write. So I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So I, I met him and he was a owner of an SEO company, worked out of his bedroom apartment. Um, you know, very small outfit at the time, but I was kind of like number two in command. So I learned sales, SEO, marketing, strategy, business operations, pretty much like everything to run a business. Um, and it totally sparked the entrepreneur bug in me. And I was like, I'm never going back to corporate America. Like this, this wow. is my path. Like this is wow. what I'm going to be. That's um, crazy. So I, yeah. So I worked with him for like two, two and a half years. Um, learned a ton. And then I, I just got homesick. I was like, I, mm. my, my sister had a kid was having her second kid. I was kind of like the absent uncle, um, missed being around my family just in general. Yeah. So I called my brother and I was like, Hey, if I move home and he was just graduating college with a degree in marketing and, mm -hmm. uh, business management. I was like, if I move home, do you want to start a business together? And he was like, I would love to like, I don't have to That's look cool. for a job. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, yeah. All right. Like I'm coming home. We're going to start an SEO company. Um, so that was 2010. I moved back. Um, and we started the business together and we're, we're still in business together and we're growing year after year. And, but even That's at the crazy. time when I moved back, 95% of the drugs that I was doing was out of my life, but I was still smoking weed like yeah. all day, every day, first couple of years of being in business, smoking yeah. weed all day, every day. And, and that still remained a big part of my identity, even yeah. though we were running a successful business. It was yeah. just like, that's what I did. I would wake up, smoke, hang out, smoke, go to bed, smoke, wake up, rinse, right. repeat over yep. and over and over yep. again. Yep. Yep. And uh, in, in this business, this is the business you currently also still have Correct. right now. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Road to marketing. Yep. That's yeah. cool. So road to marketing, look them up, look them up. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> but there's, there's more to come though. <laughs> oh yeah. I've talked about. So, yep. all right. So you're back home, you're crushing business. You're, you're still in that same kind of, you know, again, it, I think it all keeps going back to just what you were built with, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you have the fortitude to say, listen, if I want it, I'm going to work hard to get it, you know, mm -hmm. and you just had to make up your own mind yep. like that you wanted it. Right. Yep. I mean, that's really in, in every stage of your life. I mean, whether or not you want, like not everyone has that ability, you know, to yeah. just flick the switch and say, I'm going to do it. Um, actually yeah. they probably have it within themselves, but they don't realize it, you know, they nurture it. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So you're home now. You, you got the business up and running. Yep. What's next? I know that, you know, you said you're still in that same kind of that same life yeah. smoking and doing your thing. Yep. So it, it gets better. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Business for the first couple of years was good enough. Like we were <clears> able to pay ourselves and that was my full-time income and we had a certain level of success, but 
I just never, I was never really that focused on succeeding because I was distracted with hanging out with friends and doing drugs. So yeah. um, in 2000, well, I should know this exact date was 22, like 2015, 17, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came back, I had a girlfriend in San Diego for eight years. We broke up. I came back to Pennsylvania. She stayed there. And when I came back, I was like, I don't want to date anybody for a while. Like, I just want to like take some time to myself, like get my feet on the ground, figure out myself. And then eventually I can like, you know, look for a relationship. So I did that for like a year, year and a half. Um, and then reached out to my sister the one night. I was just like, I think I want to like start dating or like meet somebody, like just kind of open that door up again. It's like, do you know anybody or have any friends of any friends? And she was like, oh, let me ask around. So she reached out to a family friend that we both knew growing up. And she was good friends with uh, a teacher that she taught with. And, you know, my age, a little bit younger, like, I guess she's six years younger, but at the time, like, you know, what difference does that make? Mm -hmm. Um, She reached out, she's like, yeah, like I have a friend, Helen, like she's super sweet. You know, she's also kind of like dating and trying to find someone. She's like, they should meet. So they introduced us via text messages or via phone number. So I started texting Helen you know, one evening and we texted that night and the next day. And I think later that a couple of days later, we had a blind date um, at an ice cream shop. I like, we hit it off, but she, she would say she left that first date scared shitless. Cause yeah. I'm an open, like I'm an open book. And like, I actually wrote yeah. a book about how, like all the stuff that we're talking about and I have no, no problem. Sh- yeah. Yep. I have no problem sharing it. Like that's I, cool. So first date, like I, I never really dated. So I, I guess I don't know etiquette. So I was just yeah. like unloading on her of like, you know, she's telling me about all this sweet stuff about her and like butterflies and rainbows. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I've been arrested and like sold drugs. And like, <laughs> if she left that date and I'm like, this is great. Like, you know, she could be the one. And she left that date and reached out to her friend who connected us. And she was like, Leslie, what were you thinking? Like, do you know his past? Like, do you know, what he, cause my wife is like straight as an arrow, like never mm-hmm. got in trouble. Like, yeah. Yeah. by all the rules yep. so total opposite of who i was back then um and she was like thank god that like leslie our our connecting friend was like yeah but like that's his past and she kind of like talked her off the ledge and was like yeah. you know if, if you want to continue to date him like you're gonna have to just accept that fact like you can't change the past like right if right. you think yeah. he's a good guy today and like you can see a future with him like give that a chance and just let that go so they kind of like talked me up enough that she gave me another chance so <laughs> we dated for texted all the time dated for like two or three months and we were engaged in month three or four of knowing each other um it was just one of those things that i was like i i could tell like this is the one like this is what i want to build my life with um so yeah we got engaged three or four months after knowing each other got married uh a year and a half after that mm-hmm. had a kid a year after that so it just flew by but i think but the, you yeah, gotta stop you gotta yeah, back it up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it was i think date like three or four So date one, she knew everything about what I used to do. Date three or four, it came up in conversation that I was still smoking weed. Um, And like, I wasn't doing anything else, but like weed was still part of my life. And because she's a teacher and just, you know, she's like the pure person that she is. She was just Mm -hmm. like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, didn't you know, like through our first conversation, like our first blind date, like, yeah, it's still part of what I do. And she was like, so like you have it like in the car, like around me sometimes. And I was like, yeah, like I'm not smoking it with you, but like it's around. And she's like, no, that's like pretty much like that's unacceptable. Like I'm not putting my career on the line. Like it's, I don't want to be with somebody that does that. And like, she basically said to me that night in that moment, like it's me or drugs, like you have to choose. And like, it's not, let me know in a week. It's like, make a decision now and tell me because I'm not going to continue to waste my time with you. 
Um, and because I knew she, like, she was the one, as you say, yep. um, it was such an easy decision for me to make. So I, I told her, I was like, all right, if it's you and like I'm done. And I went home after that date, called my cousin on the way home. And I was like, I got a bag of weed with me. If you want it, it's yours. If not, I'm going to throw it out. Cause like I told my girlfriend, I'm going to get rid of it. And she was like, sure, I'll take it. So I went and gave that bag of weed to her and haven't smoked weed since then. And it's just like the, the rest is history. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yep. awesome. That's very, that's very, very cool. So you had mentioned you have a book. Yes. What's the name of the book? It's how to take down Goliath and unleash your inner hero. All right. I'm going to get that from you. And I'm going to post that in awesome. the notes so people can cool. get it. Um, that's cool. So yeah, that, so you guys got to check that out uh, and read that book Buy that book from Matt. Um, I'm sure it gets into the weeds a little bit more too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it does. That's, that's awesome. So you've got a couple kids now. Yep. Uh, everything, you know, you, you got married kids now, 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 where are you at? Business is thriving. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I, I adore being a dad. I adore my children. I mm. love being a husband. Awesome. I just like, and if you ask my mom, she says it sometimes, she's like, if you would have asked me five years ago, if you'd be married with kids, she'd be like, no way. I would have guessed <laughs> I'm like, again, fair enough. And probably mm, neither would right, I like, right. cause it five years ago or six at this point, six or seven years ago, like I was still like, who am I? What's my purpose here? What yeah. am I doing? Like, and I really never saw myself getting married or having kids. Yeah. Like at the time, it just didn't seem like the vision for my life, but like by the grace of God and like the stars aligning for me, cool. I met Helen and she gave me the ultimatum and it was just like, click, like, okay, we go. time to change my path and trying to like, you know, serve my purpose on this earth and you awesome. know do what I was meant to do. And yeah, I wake up every day, like, just happy like it's that's awesome peaceful and happy yeah that's cool that's cool that man I'm, I'm i'm pumped uh anything else you want to share i know that you've got some things in the works uh business wise i mean i don't really know yeah. if that's kind of coming up and coming like what, what's going on yeah we um yeah <laughs> so roto marketing you know that that's our our core business it provides our livelihoods you know we work with small and medium-sized business owners who need a digital presence and don't want to do it themselves so we manage all their stuff for them um, as of, I guess, like three weeks ago, we launched another business or about to launch it. It's in the works. Um, it's called madeoutofmetal.com. And we actually just put up a coming soon page on the, like on the web. So if you would go to madeoutofmetal.com, you would see that. Um, and if you want to submit your email, we'll like notify people of when we're going to launch. We're expecting to launch that early March. Uh, but that's basically like metal decor, like cool Pete, like monograms, uh, cab like cool silhouettes of deer in the wilderness for like cabin like pretty much anything you can imagine artwork that's one-dimensional yep. um we're cutting it out of metal and making it for people so we'll have standard pieces that we sell that are kind of like our popular pieces but then we can also customize anything so if you'd reach out and you're like you know i want a bear growling at a little chicken running over mm -hmm. like super random like yeah. we could do that like <laughs> right, whatever right. you we you're, we take your vision, create the graphic, and then cut it into metal. So we're super excited about that because I've always cool. said I, I love my marketing business, but I feel like I like helping other businesses grow and thrive is rewarding. But I've always wanted my own personal product that I could grow and thrive with my skill set. So I'm, for years I've searched That's for cool. what that could be, and I feel like we finally found it. So I'm like super excited to start putting my marketing efforts and like my know how behind something that I own. That's cool. 
That's cool. Hey, um, so I'm going to get all your all your different uh, social media cool. links and all that from you. I'm going to post those Perfect. in the notes. Uh, I'm sure people can find you on Facebook, LinkedIn, all yep. that stuff, and uh, yep, Instagram. Okay, cool. Yep, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. Yep. All right, I'll get I'll get all that information. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, if you had one message for for the viewers um, and the listeners, I should say, um, of of like that one message that you could provide, that one uh, maybe it's that one thing that you learned through life. What, what would that be? As simple as it is, keep the faith. Like I've, I've just always, like you kind of, we kind of alluded to, I've made mistakes. So I've been pushed back because of those mistakes. Life kicks you unfairly many, many times. As long as you know, like your, your purpose is pure and like you're here for, to do something good, keep the faith that you'll get through that challenging time. Cause that's, that's always been what I hang my hat on. And even now, like we make decent money, we make good money, but like, you know, you're in the same circles as I am. Like there's mm -hmm. certain people that are making way more money than I make. And I'm like, yeah. I'm almost 40. Like, why am I not making great money like that? And still yeah. like a little financially nervous about my future, but through that, through everything else, like I keep the faith. Like if you would ask me, do you think the future is bright? The future is always bright when I close my eyes and like, how am I going to get there? I don't know. Like day by day, making the right decisions and like, you know, brick by brick, mm -hmm. but no matter what life throws at you, keep the faith that if you do the right thing and you, you know, you're the, a good human being and doing the right things for the right reasons, things will work out for you. That's right, man. I love it. Yeah. I've got this shirt that says, uh, keep moving forward. That's yeah. all it says in the front and on the back, it says basically what's allowed and what's not allowed. And it says crying's allowed. Hurting is allowed. You know, all these things are allowed, but quitting is not allowed. Yep. So exactly that it's right. like, you know, just keep moving forward, keep the faith. I love that message. It's definitely going to serve some people. So if there's anybody that uh, wants to get a hold of you, we're going to, we're going to direct them to your social media for your businesses yep. for, you know, even a chat, be like, Hey, listen, I'm in that situation where I'm going down this road. You know, yep. are you open to taking those uh, DMS? And oh, messages? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I love, yeah, man. I, I absolutely, I, there's a couple of <laughs> people I talk to. I love helping people in general and especially awesome. people who feel like, they can't get help from other people or they don't know where to turn for help or what does help even look like. And that could be yeah. a 10 minute conversation. It could be a friendship that lasts forever. Like, I don't certainly. know, but I'm certainly happy and able to share my life experiences and insights with anyone who, who's receptive to it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I appreciate you, man. I I'm blessed to know you. Like we wouldn't know each other at all if it wasn't yep. for a couple of groups that we're involved in yep. uh, Mike's inner circle. Uh, in, yep. But uh but yeah, I'm glad I got to know you better, man. This I'm glad I'm glad man. you were out here and, and shared your story. And it's it's definitely gonna change some lives. So I appreciate it. Thank you. So uh just everybody, um, again, Matt Rhoda, you're gonna see all of his information. Uh, I'll get his book up there, I'll get his social media up there, his websites. Um, you'll have all that in the show notes. Um, again, I'm I'm gonna have a lot of stories like this and in so on and so forth going forward. So make sure you tune in. I've got a couple lined up that are it, it, almost as good as this. Uh, this one, uh, but it just comes down to um, the goal is to keep inspiring people and showing Absolutely. people that, you know, that have a story to really, you know, put it out there. And, and number one, it helps the person who who's sharing that story a lot of the times, but it's also yep. going to help somebody who's listening to that story. So again, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to sign nice. off and we'll see y'all on the next one.